Welcome to Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Marty teaches us verse by verse, chapter by chapter, book by book, through the Word of God. To listen to any of these messages in their entirety or to find out more about our fellowship, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Let's listen in to today's message, and may the Lord richly bless you. What have I to ask beside? Can I doubt His tender mercy? see that there was one man who heard Jesus, and that's the key word. He heard him, and that's going to be the key today, but let's dive in. Mark chapter 12, we're going to uh, first look at verses 28 through 31, and then we'll go and we'll finish the end of this chapter today, like I said, Lord willing. Verse 28, then one of the scribes came, and having heard them reasoning together, perceiving that he had answered them well, and that's speaking of Jesus, asked him, which is the first commandment of all? Jesus answered him, The first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. This is the first commandment. Verse 31, And the second, like it, is this, You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. Let's pray. Lord, as we dive into your word, we pray as always, Lord, that you would use your word to do what you say your word does. To divide, Lord, between our selfish ambitions and our fleshly desires and the spirit of Christ that lives within us. Lord, help us to to be able to scrape away the dross by the power of your word, this purifying fire of your word that comes into our lives and purifies our hearts and our minds. Lord, let that be done today. Help me to get out of the way. And help your people to receive the message. We praise you and we honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so if you remember, we studied last week the first half of this chapter where Jesus had this parable he told of a vineyard. And we know that vineyard represented Israel, but he talked about these wicked vine dressers, which represented the the religious leaders of Israel. And so in response, they came and they challenged him, if you remember. They were not happy. they, they came and challenged him. But we know this. He came in on Palm Sunday. He went and spent the night back in Bethany. He came back the next day and he cleansed the temple. Because they were doing all sorts of evil things with money, selling their sacrifices to the poor. And uh, it was quite a racket. And he told them, you have made my father's house a den of thieves. A place where thieves feel comfortable. And he kicked them out. And uh, the next morning we know that he, he uh, cursed a fig tree on the way. And then the next morning we saw that fig tree was dead. And I told you how that fig tree represents, it can represent us as well in our own lives. We can look good on the outside, but inside we're dead. But essentially, this is the condition of the religious leaders and of Israel as a nation. They looked good as a nation on the outside, but they were dead on the inside. But then those scribes and those Pharisees and and Sadducees, they came to Jesus and they said, by what authority are you doing this? Remember, they questioned his authority. But we read last week also that these same leaders, they worked hard to make Jesus stumble. You know, that's what they do. This is, a, this is a sure sign of false religion. People who are constantly trying to cause others to stumble, to mix up their words or to catch them in a lie or catch them in a, in a trap. 
And so they constantly come to Jesus and they want to question his authority. They want to get him in trouble with the Romans or the people or both. But again, it's they who keep stumbling. It's they who keep faltering because Jesus is the God man. <laughs> You're not going to best him. Could you imagine just, just for a second? And I know nobody in this room would ever argue with God. Okay. But could you imagine trying to argue with God? The word of God. Okay, he's the word made flesh, just to give you a hint. But could you imagine having an argument with the walking word of God and claiming you were right? Now, it seems foolish, right? Now, just think about our own lives for a second. (laughs) Not to get too personal too soon on this, you know, but how many times do we do the same thing? Because we refuse to hear the Lord, to really hear him. In any case, we start, though, here. This is encouraging, had to be encouraging for the Lord, because not all of the leaders were blind. And, you know, from the book of Acts, we know that several leaders among the scribes and the Sadducees and the Pharisees, several of them ended up coming to the Lord after his resurrection. You know, one of the most famous stories, Nicodemus in John chapter 3. I won't dive into that today, but search it out, study it out for yourself. But here, this one scribe, he heard Jesus Look at verse 28 again. Then one of the scribes came, and having heard them reasoning together, perceiving that he had answered them well, asked him, which is the first commandment of all? So this scribe is listening to this conversation, and he's like, this guy, Jesus, this rabbi, is not normal. He's answering perfectly. He has such wisdom in his answers. He perceived that Jesus answered him well. And we know this about the scribe. He had good intentions. He's coming to the Lord with a question. And we know the Lord, when he's being tested, he doesn't answer so patient and so, uh, he's patient always, but you know what I'm saying? He doesn't answer in such a compassionate way. But when somebody comes to him with a true heart and asks him a true question, again, let this be lessons for us, the Lord spends time to answer him. And I love this. I love that Jesus is going to answer him. But the other thing about that is, in my own life, I've noticed this, and maybe you have too. We have to be wise as serpents and gentle as doves. Because many times in life, people will come at us with questions. You know, as a pastor, I know this is hard to believe, but people with emails and phone calls and, and even in person, they will come and try to test you. Uh, I remember one time I received a phone call about a person, a person who called, and they, they had this question, and they were trying to sound super spiritual, but I could discern something was behind it. And they were, they were saying, oh, what do you think of the doctrine of soul sleep? And I won't dive into too much of this today, but soul sleep is not a biblical doctrine, but it's held to by certain cults. And so I kind of discerned that this person was just testing me. And I gave him scripture, and he immediately blew up on me and started, for lack of a better term, vomiting out other passages of scripture that were actually not supporting his case. And uh, I knew, see, it's one of those lessons. I knew from discernment, I knew not to answer him because I knew what it was going to turn into. Often when people come to you with those kind of questions, those kind of setups, and you discern that's what it is, be patient, but maybe even call them out for it. Do you really want to know? Do you really? Because that's what the Lord did. He answered with a question. Do you really want to know? Or is this just an argument? In any case, I just think that's, that's a good practice in our lives because we are to avoid foolish disputes. And many times people will come, they've studied up on a subject for a year and a half, and then they come to a pastor and say, hey, I want your answer. And they're, they're ready to just lambaste you. But it happens in all of our lives. And if you want to be an effective witness to those around you, understand this and what they do, what people do. But pray for those people and seek a chance to talk to them truthfully and openly about the word. So back here, though, we see 
that this, this scribe comes to Jesus, and Jesus knew he was being sincere. This wasn't a setup. And he, he has this question, which is the first commandment of them all? And then look at Jesus' answer, verse 29. Jesus answered him, the first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. This is the first commandment. This is called the Shema. Okay, And I know that sounds kind of like a cleaning product or something that you'd see on infomercials. But it's a beautiful word in the Hebrew. It's a beautiful word. It's, and if you, if you want to study this out, you want to jot this down, it's Deuteronomy 6, chap, uh, chapter 6, verse 4, the Shema. This is the prayer that Jewish people, devout and even not so devout Jewish people, have prayed for thousands of years, and they pray it twice a day, early morning and at night. And in Hebrew, it's Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad. That's how they pray, and they pray every morning and every night, and it's to remind them to hear the Lord, because that's the first word. It's called the Shema, but that word, for Shema, that word Hebrew, in Hebrew, Shema, is something so powerful, I just couldn't wait to, to talk about this today, because this word changes perspectives, because a lot of times, you know, it's one thing to just hear something, you know, my wife says I don't really listen to her. You know, she says I have a problem with hearing. I don't know, something like that. I can't really remember. But, you know, <laughs> the thing is, is it's one thing to hear. It's quite another to act accordingly when you hear something. And so the Shema is a powerful word. Shema, to hear. Proverbs 20, verse 12, is often what the Hebrew uh, people will point to because there's something powerful being said here. It says, the hearing ear and the seeing eye, the Lord has made them both. And what that is, that's a challenge. That God has given us ears to hear so that we can act accordingly and eyes to see his truth. It's a powerful statement, but the Shema is such a powerful word. You know, it's kind of like one of those times when, if you're a parent, you understand this, you're talking to your son and you say, son, stop doing that. Do you hear me? (laughs) And the son He may say, yeah, whatever. But if he really hears, if he really hears, there's going to be good results. There's going to be corresponding action. It's the kind of hearing that causes you to respond properly. And this is important for many reasons. But understand, Jesus declared, Jesus himself, our Lord, our Savior, our Messiah, declared this is the most important commandment. Do you understand The Word of God tells us that this is the most important commandment in the Word of God. So we need to hear. And the first word in that commandment is hear. Shema. Shema. This is also powerful when you realize something else. This is how we go to God. We approach Him with prayer. And we we can pray certain prayers. You know what the Bible says, that the effective fervent prayer of the righteous man availeth much. That's the kind of prayer that God hears, that he shamas. And I think it's a beautiful story because in Genesis 29, we know the story of Leah. She wasn't loved by her husband. Her sister was because she was the pretty one. But Leah, she wasn't so pretty and she wasn't so loved. And she cried out to the Lord over and over, Lord, just give me a child, give me a child. This has been Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to hear this message again, or any other in their entirety, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Our fellowship meets in Southeast Nampa, and our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. For more information visit our website. 
Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you. Hi folks, Pastor Marty here. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the teaching today. You know, it's my prayer that it's encouraged you to continue faithfully in the study of God's Word. I think it's so crucially important that these days the body of Christ stay in grounded and anchored in the Word of God as the world around us is sinking in the waves of false doctrine and the opinions of men. If you are seeking a church family, a church home, and you live in the Southeast Nampa area, I want to personally invite you. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. and we currently meet at East Valley Middle School. That's right off Greenhurst and Happy Valley. If you want to find out more, if you have any questions, you need directions, you want to catch up on a message, or if you have a prayer request, just go to our website, golgothafellowship.org. Let me help you spell that. It's G-O-L-G-O-T-H-A fellowship.org. Until next time, may God bless you and remember to hold fast.